Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Pastors of Pain. Yeah, um, Father Brian O'Brien, I'm the pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church here in Stillwater, Oklahoma. You can find us on the web at sfxstillwater.org. You can find us on the Facebook and the Twitter and the Instagram. Yeah, all over the place. CatholicPokes.com. Um, Father Kerry Wakulich is uh, my esteemed co-host. Oh, we got a new website, by the way, buildingsaints.com. Boom. That's Catholic. not new. You've been saying that for like a we year We got rid of our old website. No more Catholic Pokes? Nope. Catholic Pokes is no is no longer. Catholic Pokes is no longer. Buildingsaints.com. I'm gonna buy Catholic Pokes. Well, we we bought it and we still oh, own it. It sends you to Building now, Saints. It's now redirect. Good for you. Good for you. And you guys are on Facebook and the Twitter and the Twitter and the Insta. Um, yeah, and we have a web page and we have a plane that sky writes occasionally. Banner, banner over me Name. is That's love. Nice. <laughs> That's great. Um, what's happening with your building? It's um uh, well it's what's it? you have it's partially demolished. What hap- What would happen if I rolled up today on um, on the corner of Miller and Knobloch? What would, would I see? S- you would see part of a building, and then the ground being all torn up. There's by a big, big fence around it. Uh huh. Yeah, big excavators. I'm going to say it's around, kind of ugly right smashing now. Smashing stuff. Yeah. So then what? How long does that take? Then uh, that's going to take like. Four or five weeks. Yeah, dig up the whole ground Just and get rid of the piping. Uh, oh, they got to go. You know, in they got. Uh, Marcus was here last week, and he's a civil engineer. And there's all those like water pipes underground and storm you got waters him on and contract? gas. Is he working for you? Uh, no, no, okay. he's got to stay in his own lane, as he said last week. And right now, he's in oh. the seminary and discernment of the priesthood lane, okay. and not the civil engineer. Yeah, we don't want to distract him. Uh, but I may bring him over for a couple architectural you can meetings. Show him. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll have him. That'll come in handy. If Marcus is ordained a priest, that'll come in handy. We'll put him on the building committee. When that'll he, be his one assignment the rest oh, of his life. He can take over for uh, <laughs> Father John Grant on the diocesan uh, building. Lame finance. Oh, my. They don't listen to this anyway. The diocesan finance committee? Yeah. Oh. They're nice. They're good people. Sure. This banner it. over me oh is Oh, my love. gosh. Sure. <laughs> um, so then, so they clear the ground, and then, like, when? when and then they start... Pounded steel into the ground and posts. They got to dig the. Uh, they got to dig all the. Um, what are the the piers? There's piers that go like twelve oh, yeah. feet in the ground and yep. concrete. They got to pour those and bolt those things together and start. It's gonna look like a dinosaur in a couple of weeks. So what is so like when? What are, what are you telling people when? Substantial completion date is October of 2022. Okay, I'm free. I'm free then. Yeah, everything's a. Even though we're I mean, it's like, always it's 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 a moving, yeah, it's a movable feast. It's a movable dedication is probably January of twenty three, second week, maybe third week. Oh, I have it on my calendar, August. I wouldn't put it there. Twenty twenty two. Can the, I take that off now? Well, just because you know, we, it's been pouring down rain for three weeks. Yeah, and so all these demo companies that are out there smashing stuff and are like COVID, and the, there's a lumber shortage. Well, no longer the lumber shortage. I think it was oh, manufactured. Is that it's, over? It's all gone. Oh, yeah, every, everything's back up to school. I don't know. I have a church. Um, wow. <laughs> um, so then well, what I is happening? I have a church, too. What is I'm happening? Renting, renting it from y'all. God has a church, too. Uh-huh. Um, what? Uh, so what are people doing now? So like, Well, there's going to be there's going to be some videos that go out uh, here in the next couple of weeks for st- college students to see. Again, social media, buildingsaints.com, the Catholic Pokes world that we uh, we have. And you'll be able to find these videos, but also just uh, reach out to me uh, at the church. You can just ring us up or you just find my telephone number. And yeah. Because you have a new, you're gonna have a new location for the next. Yeah, year yeah, and it's a half. like Sixth and West, 
and it's it's still close to campus. It's super yeah. close. We're going to be using Old St. Francis, New St. Francis, the Hester House, and just bouncing all over yeah. the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, campus ministry, people, people's homes, college students, big houses. Yeah, so backyards. you got to just pay attention to like when there's an event, when there's a St. John's event, you have to pay attention to the where. In the old days, you just go to St. John's and you figure it out. But now it could it could be it could be at Old St. Francis Xavier. It could be at New St. Francis Xavier. It could be Yipper. at the house on Hester. Okay, well that's awesome. That's very cool. Um, what are you doing this summer? You're you're having you're having mass now. I'm covering for all the lazy priests oh, in this part of the state. You did last week. That was very nice of you. Thank you. I was at Ponca last uh, the week before that. Ago, yeah. New Kirk. You sub for us. You got some weddings. Yep. Always weddings. headed to Dallas. You know, it's every weekend there's a wedding. Got some weddings almost every weekend Love it. into August. But it's no good one fun. gets married in the church anymore. Uh, that's that's not true. I know it's not true. People say, oh my gosh, people are not getting married in the church anymore. And well, it's like, mm, uh, I mean, some people are getting married in barns and whether well, their marriages begin with manure. Um, oh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, why, why not just why not just state the fact? Like a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to some people about the Eucharist, and I said, "Let's just state the fact. Either Jesus says that his that he gives us his body and blood to eat and drink in John chapter six, like he says, this is my body and this is my blood in the new covenant. Do this and remember of me. Eat my body and drink my blood over and over and over again. He says that if you want life eternal, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood." Or he's a lying-faced liar. You got there's it's like it's like C.S. Lewis, liar, lunatic, liar, or lord. Lunatic lord. Either he means what he says, and he's absolutely one hundred percent true, and you got to do it, or he's a liar. And that's the way you know. In um, when the people heard it in John six, they were just like, oh, yeah. They they actually got it. What's impressive is they heard it. They understood it Some and they bounced. They're like, "Oh yeah, a lot of people." This dude is crazy. John six, peace six six. Yeah, John six six six, and they left him and they followed him no more. Like five thousand to eight thousand people. So, uh, okay. Yeah, speaking of the Eucharist, let's uh, can we talk about? Well, that was uh, an easy transition. So the Eucharist has been like in the secular news lately, which I think is in, in is a good a good thing in some ways. Um, I don't oh, like yeah. it. I don't like when the sort of the public face of the church is that like we don't have our act together, um, which I don't think we really do on like the issue. I mean, the, so the public issue is like, should a Catholic politician who is in favor of a grave moral evil like abortion or euthanasia or, or lots of other things? Um, you know, should they should they be should they receive Holy Communion? Right. So I've had in the parish. You know, there's been a lot. There's been a lot. Oh. A little back and forth. Um, and I think. And I think, it, generally speaking, I would say this. I would say this in general all the time. But uh, people are sort of well-meaning. People have uh, the ideas that they have based on something they've learned or some book they read or some priest they talked to. Um, but then my big my big concern in all of this. I have many concerns. <laughs> is the amount of people, and there's now studies that back this up. I saw one recently, that the amount of Catholics who consider themselves primarily like Americans before they're Catholic, uh huh, versus like I'm an American 
Catholic as opposed to a Catholic American. My favorite word this summer? Bull honky. That's your favorite word? <laughs> yeah. Like, who do you who do you bend your knee to? Remember what right. it says, you bend the knee at the name of Jesus, not at the name of our president or the flag. I mean, I pledge allegiance to the flag, and I fought for this country, yeah. so... There. Yeah, no, yeah, you're but a also, yeah. also, like you bend the knee at the name of Jesus, you genuflect to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the King of Glory. That's it. Yeah, I ain't no one else. So, yep. I mean, like on the day that you die, you want to be known as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, and as we talked about last week, the Word of God has taken root in you and has become alive yep. in you, or you're 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 bound to some nation state. Yeah, so that's where. Uh, so I think a lot of people they they want the church to fit into their. Um, it doesn't. It's always in conflict with the culture. Oh, I didn't even finish my. I'm uh, sorry. They wanted the <laughs> they want the church to fit into their political views. I'll just drink coffee out of my. And giant so bowl when there. when the pope or when the church you know says something, sort of, what we would say is sort of li- liberal, we think that the Catholic Church is great, but when the church says something sort of quote-unquote conservative, then the church needs to change. And that's a problem. Why is that a problem, that's Father a, It's a OB. problem because people are trying to fit the church into their political ideology as opposed to the church and her teachings, which are true and universal, fitting, forming one's political ideology, not, not the other way around and so the church gets you know and this is where this the, the the debate over the eucharist has been so problematic because it 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 comes down to like i like president biden or i don't um and so if you do if you like him and you voted for him whatever then you would say no he he anyone can receive holy communion as all you know whenever they want and if you don't like him, or you thought the previous president was better, or you're going to vote for somebody else, then you think, yeah, yeah, deny him, yeah, deny him communion. And it's like everybody on both sides of this needs to take a total step back. And that's what I think we should talk about is like, Whoa. what, what, what are we, what do we mean? So the church would say, not everyone should receive communion. Amen. And it's always been that way. So you go to First Corinthians eleven. Come on, read it to me, brother. I don't have it in front of me. Oh, you you didn't? You're going to quote the Word of Wait, maybe the Word of God is so deep in you that you can tell me. 1 Corinthians 11, I'm para- paraphrasing, but okay. basically says that if you're, if you're aware of serious sin, that to, to take the Lord's body and blood is to commit sacrilege. It's like condemn yourself. Right. Yeah, condemn yourself. That's right. And so when we... We've never taught, the church has never taught that everyone at all times, at every Mass, should receive Holy Communion. We've never, we've never taught that. So that may be your opinion, that like you think everyone should be able to, but that's never been what the church has taught. So my, my first, uh, my year at St. Thomas More in East Tulsa. Uh, Tell me. Uh, yeah, so there, <laughs> you know, you look out in the sea, and there's like 600 people standing there. And, and I, I was talking to Father Samuel before Mass, and then he made this, he made this statement that I had to ask him afterwards. He says, well, not everybody, he said in Spanish, not everybody is going to comulgar. Yeah, to, and, uh, to you know, toda esta gente no va a comulgar. Yeah. I was like, 
what's komulgar? And he's afterwards, because he just kind of said it, he said, receive Holy Communion. And he's like, and I said, why? And he said, people, these people know that you have to go to confession if you're in the state of mortal sin. You need to go to confession and clean your soul out before you receive Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist. And so after Mass, I told him, and the people don't have the opportunity to go to confession? And he said, no. And I said, that's how I'm going to learn Spanish. I'm going to learn Spanish just by hearing eight or nine hours of confessions every Sunday. So one, I learn Spanish, but people can go to Holy Communion. And so I would that, you know, so I was like, okay, this is great because I want, I want these people to receive Jesus because I think that's what separates us uh, from Catholics and Protestants. This is, there, there's this divide, and it's very clear to me as a, as a former engineer, and it's this. Jesus wants to give us his divine life. He yep. wants to give himself yes. in his body, blood, soul, and divinity to us to divinize us, as the early church says, to make us partakers of his very divine nature. That's what, that's what, and how do we get that? We receive Zoe, as it says in the Gospel of John. Not bios. He says, if you want Zoe, if you want life eternal, you got to do this. Okay, so there's that. But I don't think a lot of Catholics are preparing themselves to receive. Yeah. Divi- well, and no, no, I, I'm not yeah. here to judge. Yep. I can't tell. I, I was not given the gift of reading souls. I do not have an x-ray machine of sin in my mind. So I'll just pre- prepare that. Are we preparing ourselves to receive Jesus? Do we actually believe that God wants to pour his divine life into us? And that sin affects our relationship yes, with God. Yes, it does. And so I think there's a sense among many in the church that it just that that doesn't matter, that God loves me, and therefore mm-hmm. I should go and receive communion whenever I want. Um, and so what what the way that the church has it set up, the way Jesus set it up is, it the persons ought to self-regulate. So yeah, if I'm aware, I agree. If I am aware of mortal sin in my life, then I ought not. You still have to go to Mass. You still ought, the, the obligation to attend Mass, keep holy, to the, keep Sabbath holy the Sabbath is still there. Uh-huh. But when it comes to Holy Communion, I ought not, if I'm in the state of mortal sin, and I'm aware of grave sin that I have committed through my own fault, I ought not present myself for Holy Communion until I've gone to sacramental reconciliation. And I think what people don't know is this happens all the time. A lot of people, and I'm not telling you to like look around at mass and but but what your you know your example at St. Thomas More, a lot of people don't present themselves. I see this as a major plus in our Hispanic community. So if you come to the Spanish mass, more there there's a good number of people who don't come up and receive holy communion. And there might be a whole variety of reasons. Maybe they didn't fast before they got to mass. Maybe they're in an irregular marriage. Maybe they're aware of grave sin um, or, or, you know, or some other reason. And so they don't come up and receive communion. Um, and I think a lot of times in the church, there's this sort of expectation. All right, everybody, everybody get up. Everybody, up. everybody come forward. Um, and that's not, I hope that everyone stands up and comes forward because one, everybody's a Catholic. Everybody's. Uh, you know, marriage is where it needs to be. They're and, journeying and, towards and everybody, holiness. And everybody is in a state of grace. I hope that's the case. But uh-huh. I also know 
that that's probably not the case. And so the idea that just everybody gets to come up whenever they want and receive Holy Communion. So that's so the idea is that we are to self-regulate. You know, you listener, you know your sins, and you know that if they're if you have committed a grave sin, then then get your butt to confession. Exactly. And, and what we do, I think what we've done a good job of, not perfect, but a good job of, is we offer confessions a lot. Last week, last year we had 14 hours in the city of Stillwater. A week, yeah. A week. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of opportunity. And if one of those hours doesn't work, then you call us. This is very common. I bet two, two or three times a week I get a call from somebody who says, hey, Father, I can't make... The, Would you like to name the them regular, over the, phone? the regular times? And I, <laughs> Just give them a shout out. Can I can I meet you before mass? Can I meet you after mass? Can I meet you at this time? And the answer is always. I mean, it may not be that exact time, but we're gonna we're gonna find a time. So what has happened in the United States now? Um, a lot of times, people have have been saying like the church or the bishops or whatever that are like weaponizing the Eucharist. Come on, no way. And and really, I'm I'm much Say more it, in brother. favor of the argument that. It's 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 a Catholic politician who publicly I I get people who struggle with the church's teachings. I get it. I get it. And I encourage the struggle. Um but for those who have who who have publicly and persistently opposed the church's teaching and have and have even kind of proudly said, Yeah, I am a I'm a Catholic, but I you know, but I believe this. Not I'm struggling with it, but I believe this. I oppose what the Catholic Church teaches. They ought to self-regulate. Are you saying they're weaponizing the Eucharist themselves? I'm, yes. So I'm saying— It's not the bishops who are doing it. Yes. It's, it's the other the, way around. The church teaching is clear. The canons huh. are there. The catechism is there. Insightful. It's people who publicly oppose the church's teaching, not struggling with it, publicly oppose it over and over and over again, and mm-hmm. have been asked, please change your ways— Please stop being so public about it, and they don't. Yeah, they're the ones who are putting the church in the position where, and I don't know if it's going to happen or what, but where the church is going to have to, for the good of the the Eucharist, and for the to to prevent scandal, where the church is going to have to say, do not present yourself for communion, and if you do, then communion will not be given to you. We haven't gotten there yet. Um, I think some people are, you know, very critical of the bishops of why haven't we gotten there yet. Um, but because I think the bishops are trying to exhaust every other means to help a person come to conversion and see the goodness right, of the church's right. teaching and stop defaming or stop, you know, um, committing that sacrilege on their own before it has to sort of go to this sort of nuclear option. So anyway, I think it's not the, it's not the church. It's not the bishops who are, it's, it's the individual. It's well, I mean, it's, it's us too. Yep. It's us too. It's yeah, like, no, no, no. And I'm not, uh, I, yeah, I, I would I'm even, a sinner, man, for real. I love that line Pope Francis gave when he says, pray for me. You know, I'm a sinner. That was his beginning of his article. It yeah. was like Newsweek or time. Yeah. Who is Pope Francis? He's like, Pope Francis. Is un pecado. And, you know, we say it in the, you know, what's the first thing that happens at Mass? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Let us Amen. acknowledge our sins. Let us acknowledge our sins, sins so and so we, prepare ourselves so. to celebrate the sacred mysteries. What are the sacred mysteries? It's the Eucharist. Let us acknowledge our sins so that we can worthily receive communion. And then, right before we receive communion, what do we say? The priest holds up the host, the sacred host, and the chalice, 
And he says, Lord, and everybody I am says, not worthy. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Lord, I am not worthy. We're, and we're not. And we're not. But the idea that everyone should just receive communion whenever they want is not is not what we teach. Right. So, it, it, I mean, if someone's dealing with a serious sin, they should, I mean, they should be going to a confession like frequently. Yep. I mean, if you're, if you're out there and you love to slander people's good names or love to belittle people or mock them or, yeah, I mean, whatever you're like, pick out a seven deadly sin, anger, envy, greed, sloth, gluttony, pride, and lust. If you got, if you got a serious problem with those, start going to confession. Like if I, I try to go every Monday. I yep. the other day the yep. all the uh, you know the deacons and the new priests were out at, uh, out here in Stillwater hanging out yeah and I saw Ale- Alejandro and I was like wait you're a priest Alessandro is his is his name oh sorry I don't speak Italian <laughs> I don't speak Italian he only lived with us for five months last summer it's okay. Alejandro Alessandro Alexandro and you went to confession and I was like dude yeah. you're a priest and he's like I I am and he was only a priest like a week and yeah. two days. I was like, come on over here. Let's it's go. Monday. Let's, let's, go. Let's, let's, nice. let's rock the casbar. Nice. And, 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 and it's, it's like so important. That's why Jesus gave this sacrament to the 12 apostles on the resurrection day. He breathed on them and he says, whatever sins you forgive are forgiven. Whatever sins you retain are retained. Yep. He gave them the power to forgive sins to, to prepare people for heaven. Yep. And it, if, if we're not doing that, I mean, priests, bishops, politicians, the laity, Whoever, high school, college students. Everybody. If you're not preparing yourself to receive divine life and live the divine life and then live in the presence of the Holy Trinity forever, then I'm just going to have to quote ACDC. Uh, I forgot the song. You've, oh, you've you're been a, remember, <laughs> you've been thunderstruck. That's a great drinking song. No, but what, what do they say? They say, like, Jesus says, the road is wide on the way to perdition and hell. And the road is narrow and tough to find on the way to eternal life. Yeah. A parable. So there's a, there's a high, I mean, and, and we, should thank, we should be thankful for the church's high moral standard of us. A lot is expected of us to live the divine life. Um, part yeah. three of the catechism. That's what I've been teaching all summer on these sa- sa- Saturday mornings. Um, we're walking through, and it's hard. A lot of these teachings right, are right, hard. Exactly. They're not always easy to understand, but, uh-huh. and they're hard to live. They're yeah. really hard to live. But it's it's the cross that we've been given. If there's a particular sin in your life that's really difficult, one, take take Jesus' words, you know, take up your cross and follow me. But then we also have God's mercy. So it's not just God being mean and laying <laughs> down a bunch of rules for you to, for, you know, for for you to follow. Um, but but at this, at, along with the high standard comes a a, a very generous mercy mm-hmm. that I think a lot of people are missing out. In this in the season of the Olympics, I mean, we expect our we expect our athletes to go to Tokyo. To go to Japan and like represent America with the best. I mean, who's who's the guy who graduated from Bishop Kelly? Patrick Callan. Patrick Callan, yeah. who's on the four by eight hundred meter relay. Did uh-huh. he graduate with what was that guy? Who was the seminarian who was here last week on the radio show? What Did he graduate name? with Marcus? No. Oh, Marcus. Marcus. Marcus, Marcus is his name. older. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So uh, Callan's at and University Weiser, of Michigan, but he's not as good a swimmer. Oh, I, I'm probably. <laughs> but what do we do? We expect the best. And and there's even this like 
in in the Olympics, like this, humans had the capacity to do this. Humans had the capacity to do this, uh, and they put it on display. Like, what what are we doing as Christians? Are we are we living this Christian life as like, oh well, you know what? I'll just basically roll into heaven. That ain't gonna happen. Yeah. So it, I I love the bishops like at this moment calling for this Eucharistic renewal. We talked about, like, our first couple episodes were all about Eucharistic renewal, the the revival of the love of the Eucharist. And that's what I hope these bishops do, is they say, hey, this is about Eucharistic revival. This yeah. is about Eucharistic yep. renewal. Light a fire in people's hearts for the love of Jesus and the Holy Eucharist. And I think that's what the—so the, the, so the bishops are going are gonna to write a document on the Eucharist. And and the, the if you read, like, sort of the media reports— Basically, it's going to be a document about President Biden and the Eucharist, which is stupid. It's not going. It's not going to be that at all. You'd never use that word. It's and not. It, it like you. It's say not it. going to be that at all. Um, the bishops don't spend all their days like thinking about the president. Um, now, does he have an important role to play? Yeah. Should we pray for him? Yes, absolutely. Should we support him in certain things and not in others? Absolutely. But the document is going to be. As one as one bishop said, you know, we don't need to start a program. We need a lot of fire. Oh, uh, I, was there, that me? It was not you. You're not a bishop. Oh, praise God. Um, the, the idea that we that that not enough Catholics and not enough of the world know who and what the Eucharist is, and that has to change. Jesus. And that and I, and I I have Jesus. I have blame to take in that. I I don't talk about the Eucharist enough. Maybe we should start my, preaching on it. More. My prayer life with regard to the Eucharist is should be stronger. Um it's there, but it should be stronger. I'm a pastor and I'm responsible for the souls of my people and it and it needs to be it needs to be stronger. We need to teach about it more. So we're doing our July 8, July 18th. We have these uh, Xavier family nights we've been doing this summer. Oh. Um, that night, July 18th, Sunday to July 18th, is all about the Eucharist. We're Sunday, talk, July 18th. We're doing a talk for adults in English, uh, Deacon Tom Cabine. Uh, for adults in Spanish, it's going to be Deacon Leo Morales. Whoa. And then we're doing, Father Robert is doing a talk for kids, uh, for teenagers. And then Jacob Farney is going to lead a talk for kids, and I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> you're gonna sit. No, I'm just gonna be around. I'm sit in the chapel in front of the Holy Eucharist. Take it in. Oh, it's gonna be great. But we we ha- we need a, a greater uh, a fervency in our love and devotion to the Eucharist. It. I mean, do we believe? Is it the source? Is it the source and summit of the Christian life, or is it not? I mean, what did you say? You know, is G- is did Jesus say it or not? Do you keep him at his word? Do you, <laughs> unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood. You do not have life within you. And how are you preparing yourself for that? Is that how, true? How am I as a priest? Yeah. I mean, like, I got work to do on in my life. Yeah. So let the, you know, the old, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. G.K. Chesterton, what's wrong with the world? I am. <laughs> I am. So why isn't the church more, you know, Eucharistic centered? Well, I'm just going to say that part of that is is my fault. It's my fault. Oh, you're in. I will blame you too. Yeah, blame me. Blame <laughs> me. I'll take it. It's, it's Father O'Brien's fault. But for fault. anybody <laughs> listening who is Catholic or thinking about becoming Catholic, is the Eucharist the center of your life? And if not, then we have a problem. There's an adjustment that needs to be made. And maybe it's minor or maybe it's major. And if your whole thing about the Eucharist is political, I would suggest finding. 
uh, a different way to know and understand who and who and what the Eucharist is. It's not just it's not a le- your left right political. It's not. That's so shallow. It's really shallow. Oh, that's all I have to say. Really? Okay. Okay. So, I, uh, so my <laughs> my, su- my suggestions I would tell people to do a great examination of their conscience and the things mm-hmm. in the church the the stuff that the the one holy Catholic and apostolic church teaches if they are a dagger in your heart or you have to say something like I don't agree with that then you should dive in and discover yeah. why and if you need help figuring it out. There's a lot yeah, of good material out there. I think our library has got a lot of good resources. No. I mean, obviously a lot of Thomas stuff. Aquinas. Thomas Aquinas, the early online. church fathers, yep. Father Mike Schmitz, uh, yep. the mystics of the, uh, the female women mystics, um, um, mother, there's a, uh, uh, a, a religious sister of mercy from Canada, Sister Prudence Allen, who has a three-volume history on feminism. Bam, read it. Wow. Three volumes. Three volumes. That's a lot. Uh-huh. All right, so uh, it's July. Uh, we got a man. The school year is going to come quickly, but it's going to be awesome. I hope. I hope everyone ready is ready. It. I'm not ready for it. For uh, what's coming? We'll, we'll be ready. We'll be ready. All right. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, pray for us. Oh yeah. You can send us some money if you want. Oh yeah. So we can keep this sucker going. Uh, anyway, pass it on to friends and family, especially if you know anyone who's coming to OSU this fall. Uh-huh. Parents or uh-huh. uh, students, we'd love to. We'd love to have you listen. And uh, we love you, and uh, we're going to go now. Peace.